Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I don't know why this oh, is an gosh. all ages intro, but <laughs> we swear a lot if children are listening to this show. Well, this edition we're not going to. That's the plan. Oh, right, right. I hope that like parents play this podcast on oh, like sh- the commute into school. Like, I hope yeah. that happens in some world. Anyway. Crap, I, I just thought about it. We, we have to swear. There's a swear word in the title of our show. <laughs> There is. You're about to swear in the coming seconds, sir. You're going to make yourself a liar. Let's proceed. Let's proceed. Let's proceed. Welcome to... Grown men watch this shit. God, I felt bad that time. You did. I hope hope you were very guilt-ridden, sir. You've soiled some fucking eardrums of children's. Children's? children's yeah i'm also dropping f-bombs so i don't know which is worse my bad grammar that i'm teaching them or my f-words <laughs> oh fun 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 we are here um for a, a bit of a impromptu episode i would say uh we're we're here to to do a last minute rundown of uh some bits of news and stuff here and there that i've been meaning to get to but also this this is going to be dropping the day that all of the crazy shit of uh, WrestleMania weekend takes place. Uh, so... Yeah, you can listen to this as you fly in, um, or as you you know sit and ponder how fun it must be to be one of the people like us in yeah. New York City, enjoying yourselves. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, spoiler alert, but we are recording this. Uh, the the weekend prior to this going on, and then through the yep. magic of, of auto scheduling, uh, this will, will just drop on that Thursday, and it'll be like I, I edited this this show together uh, whilst in New York. But I'm not going to do that because why would I do that when I want to be seeing all of the things in New York? So that's why we're doing it the way we're doing. So if some sort of news comes out in the next week, and all of the shows of WrestleMania weekend are cancelled, uh, we will look like quite fools. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Like the biggest news ever. Why are these guys covering it at all? <laughs> so let's hope Ronda that Rousey doesn't happen. left the WWE. <laughs> well, that's maybe a thing, right? Uh, this is supposed to be well, maybe a last the match. Show. <laughs> mm. uh, no, we're probably not going to be talking much about that show, but we can if you want. I don't know. Is any yeah, anything yeah. about that particularly tickling you, sir? I'll tell you what about that show. It honestly. Russell, it'll probably be okay. It'll be fine. Um, I was talking to you the other day about what I think will mm-hmm. be probably the best match on the show, which is Randy and AJ, just because those guys are pretty, you know, spot on, lights out, they can't miss pretty I'm much. I'm disagreeing but, with you on that right now. Sure, sure. It I, out there. I think that match is going to be Randy. disappointing because I hate Randy Orton with a passion, and I think it's going to be really boring. Well, I like how I have the opportunity potentially. Well, I don't personally, but there is an opportunity for me to change your mind, sir. Uh, so let's help these guys pull it off. But yeah, the show is pretty much a one-match show. Um, yeah, the only, only reason I'm going is the uh, the, the Ronda 
main event, even uh, though they shoehorned Charlotte into it, and I'm not a big fan of these three ways that they decide just have to be all over Mania for no apparent reason. But nonetheless, uh, I am an unashamed big-time fan of Ronda Rousey, and if this is her swan song, I want to be there in person, especially for bloody Joan Jett playing her to the ring. I'm way too excited for that. Man, I hopefully there is a reasonably price price scalped ticket yeah. that I can snag, man. Because yeah, it'd be pretty amazing to go. Yeah, I'm hoping that we can just get there like an hour after bell time, or like you know after the actual main show started, and there's going to be some desperate ass scalpers at the front. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, I've still got these five hundred ticket, five hundred dollar tickets. I'm unable to unload these. $50 to the next buyer, and then I'm right there. How much there. are you willing to spend, friend? I'd like it to be inside of a hundo. Yeah, I, I think I could do... With, uh, I could probably do 100, because it's mania, man. I can still watch it back on the fucking network later if I need to. But yeah, yeah being there is not what it's all about, buddy. Last time I got in on, like, nosebleeds, and then I just snuck down as far as close as I could get to the ring. And I was, like, in really expensive tickets for a good, a good amount of time. And uh, then, then someone came to their seat, and I, I pretended to look at my, my fucking ticket. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is really embarrassing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's you know it's language. I I misunderstood the translation. Yeah, us, us Australians. <laughs> yeah, I know they're dumb Americans. They might not. Oh yeah, he's not from around here. It's, mm. It makes sense. And then I Poor moved. Guy. I moved back to a, another seat that was still much better than my original seat. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's you know there's always going to be some empty seats in that big a venue. But I have a rule. I will sneak into shows. I will sneak into seats. I'm not meant to go. Only in your country, sir. I will not do so in Japan because that is impolite and politeness is a, a big deal in Japan and I don't want to make any any social faux pas uh, that would embarrass myself as a clumsy gaijin breaking the rules in Japan. But Understood. I'm more than happy to do so in, in uh, the United States of America. <laughs> Unabashed. Yes. Uh, dude, actually, I, something that happened before we got on the show is our good friend John Kraft hit us up because he was hanging out with one wrestler, uh, Marty the Moth, mm. and they hit me up about g- giving him my phone number to uh, have him hit me up about doing design. And recently, Marty the Moth had posted something on Twitter where he was trying to get a bunch of people to compete against each other in order to essentially design his shirt for free. And, and might I ask you, what was the, the reward for said design. What do you get for, for winning this, this prestigious competition, sir? A t-shirt with that design on it. So if you like your thing that you did so much, <laughs> you can wear it and walk around saying, hey, I did this for free. Yeah. Um, this design contest, to me, I love, I like Marty the Moth, and I'm sure there's up-and-coming yeah, nice artists. Guy. Out, nice this... guy from all accounts yeah. uh, and all interactions I've had with him, but that's a dog move. <laughs> Yeah, man, you're basically making these people work for free and compete against each other for free and then compensating them with a shirt, which I know for a fact it does not cost very much to print from pro wrestling tees. Mm. Uh, man, pay artists. I, as an artist, hey, that why being I'm said, of... didn't like, Sammy Callahan do the same thing but not actually get around to the sending the shirt part a little while back? I think he actually <laughs> gave it, the, finally got it to her and finally Yay. paid it. And it was after some, like miscommunication i guess so for fucking 
I guess she went silent on him and didn't message him for a while, and he mm. didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, Reddit but yeah, went people always crazy on that. Hey, people claim to ghost each other when that kind of shit goes down. But yeah. anyway, I had to. I, somebody kept tagging me about it, so I had to mm. say, man, I'm pay artists, man, pay yeah. artists. Yeah, well, that's all. Like, I am interested in this topic of conversation because this flows on from our last episode. We were talking to uh, Mr. Jedi Jack Yeti uh, about yes. the idea of, of fan art versus, you know, art art. And, and that's the exact same thing when we're talking about T-shirt designs, right? Because there's, like, yes, so many people out there that are, like, fan art illustrators and then your indie workers hit them up, hey, can I put this on a shirt? You know, put it on a shirt, and then as a thank you, they'll send them out a shirt. And I guess that's that's all right, right? But yeah. then if that's the, the agreement, I guess. Yeah, but then the line between when you're actually, uh, you know, trying to get that from like professional designers who are actually doing that. I mean, I mean, what what is the line there? You know, like between a fan art indie merch maker and uh, a you know indie merch designer? Is it just the money? I guess. If if your plan is to give them at least a shirt, I say give them the twenty bucks you would charge a customer for the shirt. Don't give them the shirt because really the shirt isn't even costing the wrestler twenty dollars in reality. So he's that's a work right there in itself. But uh, fucking even but recently, prestige, my buddy, the prestige of seeing your shirt, uh, your art on a shirt. Some people I, think I, honestly, that's... I did that at first, but I realized that's you can only get so many free fucking t-shirts, man. Uh, before you're going to be like, geez, um, how many designs of my own shit do I need? I'm yeah. just a mark for myself at this point. I like the idea that like half of your wardrobe is just like your own design shirts. No, I, I made sure not to do that. I own a couple, but like like the Steiner shirt and that, that kind of jazz. Uh, but then like this guy I know, Basil, he's he does a lot of photography in the Midwest area. Basil Muhammad uh, does really good work. He's had wrestlers even take pictures that he's done of them and sell eight by tens of these photos and not compensate him at all. And it's either a they don't realize they're fucking ripping this kid off or B or guy. Sorry. Uh, or B, they just don't give a fuck. So mm. either way. That's not cool. You're taking someone's art and making money off it. If you're making money off of somebody else's work, that person deserves to be paid. Well, in my in my mind, in my carny wrestler brain, (laughs) carny worker wrestler brain, I am telling that dude, "Hey, you took a photo of me, my likeness. I did not, you know, sign this off and and sign away my likeness for you to to be able to to sell this this photo. So I'm doing you a favor by taking this photo, my likeness, and and selling it on uh, on on some eight by tens, you know? (laughs) Fucking favor. (laughs) Yeah, man. So I'm just a lot of artists and hard work, man. Hard work should get some dividends. Mm, mm, mm. But, you know, we do it for exposure. We do this for <laughs> exposure. I guess that's why I need all those t-shirts, because I'm getting exposure. I'm going to be fucking die from exposure, cover myself up with all these free fucking t-shirts. <laughs> Great rant. Great rant. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well done, well done. Coming down the aisle. <laughs> So, uh, next topic. Yes. I, um, I had a couple of things that I was meaning to talk about on our last episode. 
Uh, but the interview itself went a little bit long, and then I didn't want to talk, you know, news stuff and, and stretch this motherfucker out to be like a three-hour podcast. No one needs that. Uh, by the way, oh. if anyone made it all the way through last week's uh, last episode, fucking good job. Thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate and honestly, that commitment. It, it, it was pretty heady at first if you, when you dive in initially, but once you mm. get in there, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but I, I wanted to definitely give props um, to Jack Yeti because I really enjoyed, like, despite it being a, a bit longer than I originally uh, may have intended, I thought it was a really interesting chat, and I had a lot of fun, and yeah, lots of lots of love for that guy. Anyone doing something a little bit different when it comes to the wrestling art stuff, fucking great stuff. So, you know, if you are halfway through that, that episode, keep try, going. you know, keep going. Hammer it on out. What's that saying I'm trying to think of here? Stick with it. I, I don't know. I'm going to bail on this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we were looking to cover a couple go of balls topics. Go deep on that podcast. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just go, okay. yeah. go ball, balls deep. Balls to the wall, maybe? Maybe that's what I was no. thinking. Yeah. The balls to the wall. Great song. All right. Great song. <laughs> Regardless, there's a couple of news topics I really wanted. I really was interested in your perspective on, sir, and and I, I wanted to wanted to chat it out a little bit, you know. Uh, sure. So on the surface, this may be old news, uh, but I like to think better late than never, you know. Um, and the yeah, same and if you don't way, know, it's new to you. Yeah. In the same way that I, I wished uh, my friend Matt, a uh, previous guest of the show, Slade Mercer, I wished him a ber- uh, happy birthday on Facebook a good six and a half days after his actual birthday because I just didn't get around to it on the day. And I said. And you kept on praising one wrestler when you actually were praising a different wrestler. Yeah. So you're just, you get crazy on this podcast, Chris. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Um, so yeah, happy birthday Slade Massa from seven days ago now, who just happens to be, um... Wait, by the time this hits, it's even further than that. Yeah, it's like a week and a half later, shit. Anyway, (laughs) who actually happens to have his first, uh, his second, uh, tour of All Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, coming up next week, which when this drops, will be tomorrow, Friday. So... I'm I'm so excited for him on that, and I can't wait for some stories coming out of it. Maybe we can even uh, have him uh, back on the show for a little bit of a, a talk of, of Japan when he's back. I don't know. Hell yeah. See what happens. Like but anyway, on to the old news. Hopefully this can be a segment. We can just make this a recurring <laughs> segment where we talk about old and outdated news. Because we run, because of our schedule, that could actually be a good gimmick. Old news. <laughs> so... First one, uh, the the Young Bucks at AAA thing, right? So did you hear about this? Uh, they they came in. I was watching the show live, the last big um, big show that they had for AAA. I think it was Guerra uh, de Titans. I don't know something. Uh, doesn't matter. But it was their last big show, and they had a card where they didn't really announce the main event to the last minute because people were like, oh, I think the Young Bucks and Cody or something are going to do something on this show, right? Uh, ended up having the, the Lucha Brothers in like what was sort of announced to, on the night to be the main event, uh, working uh, Tejano Jr. and uh, Ray Scorpion, who are like fantastic dudes, like just awesome main event 
Uh, just like the yeah. best kind of Rudos, like so good. They're probably like the best workers going in uh, in AAA right now. Best uh, like Rudo workers for sure, probably up there with like El uh, Elia del Fantasma. Um, but so then this match came around and it went fucking seven minutes, right? <laughs> so everyone in the building is like, what the fuck? This main event was like seven minutes and it was like such a weird letdown thing. And then it's seven minutes, and then the lights go out, and then oh, here come the the young bucks. They appear in the ring. They appear. They lights come back on, and it's done in a way where it's like oh, this is such a big surprise. This is such a big crazy thing. What a what a momentous occasion. The young bucks of all elite wrestling are here in Triple A. Crowd could not give a fuck. Like it was <laughs> silence. Like and I like that. There were people that you know probably got a little bit fucking erect for, for that statement. There's a lot of Young Bucks haters out there. I'm not one of them. But to me, it definitely was a case of, like, not getting your audience. Because, like, the AAA TV audience is, like, almost like a casual wrestling audience. They just watch uh, AAA, and they don't really watch any other wrestling. And, and like, especially, like, American indie wrestling kind of stuff, they'd have no idea about that in, in Mexico. Like, my brother's girlfriend, Tafnis, she uh, doesn't really know much about wrestling or really that much about Lucha Libre, but she knows AAA um, from you know, growing up and stuff. So she we didn't talk about that kind of stuff. But, yeah, so to expect the casual AAA audience to know who the Bucks are and for this to be a big surprise, it's like that's a unrealistic, unrealistic expectation to start with. And then they go on to have uh, the Young Bucks uh, versus Pentagon Phoenix, the Lucha Bros, in another like little seven-minute match or whatever, and then they win the titles. Yay! <laughs> Again to silence. And it's <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, like, and they were hitting their um the the Melter Driver. Like, it's, I'd never seen the Melter Driver in my life. Right to just fucking um ro- crickets. Crickets. Most yeah, like everyone's there. Oh, he did a flip. That's cool. Yeah, but to me, as like an uh, you know proper Lucha Libre fan, I was offended by that because uh, that involves a tombstone pile driver, which is known as a matinete in uh, Mexican wrestling, which is banned. It's, it's one of the the worst, uh, most feared maneuvers you can do. It's banned by the Lucha well, Libre awesome. Commission. And if you do it, you get disqualified on the spot because you know you're, you're risking ending a man's flipper. career. Yeah, but then the okay. referee watched it and nothing. It made no sense. It's like, oh, these oh, wait guys. A minute. This was an after the match. For the... This was oh, in the match. Right. <laughs> so it was just like fucking what? And that awesome. Made no like, sense. They throw it out. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, they can do it because it's a flipping version, I guess, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it was just weird. It was like disappointing because like both matches were like short and and whatever. But to me, the biggest, the the guys that really got fucked in all of this this schmozzle of a situation was uh, Tejano Jr. and Rey Scorpion. Like these guys going out there in the main event doing a job in like seven minutes. They were like one of your headline teams, and then now they're like an afterthought so that the the program can be Lucha Bros who aren't even like full-time, you know, rostered talent in AAA, apparently. And the yeah. Young Bucks, who were just like, you know, these American dudes. It's like, weird. It was so weird. I mean, what was your kind of take on, on this? There's a lot of people, like I said, that got, like, almost too happy about this because they just fucking can't stand the Young Bucks. And then there was the Defenders. 
on this other side of the of the thing who are like, oh well, those Mexican fans are just idiots. They they didn't know what they were getting. Uh, so so unappreciative. Uh, uh, excellent defenders. <laughs> those are the people you. Those are the core of the people. Fucking morons. No. Um, well, like you said, the fucking people who watch this show like the the story that they're watching week to week. If somebody all of a sudden jumps in in the main event that they have never seen, they're not going to respond. It's not like they know to be shocked. Hmm. It's like, who are these new guys? Like are like who to them? I think the majority of the audience anyway, we was like, well, these are just brand new people. I have no idea why this is important. Hmm. Um, then the fan, I'm sure they're fan favorites, you know, Pentagon and Phoenix. So these guys fucking lose. They're not going to be fucking it joyous about the Young Bucks winning. Mm. The Young Bucks World Tour is pretty awesome in my opinion, but I guess maybe does the shine fall uh, come off the penny, as so to speak? I think so, because up till now it was almost like wherever they appeared, it was like so exciting. It's like, where are the Young Bucks going to be? Because of Mexico. Maybe, but if, it's funny. If they had done this uh, at the crash in Tijuana, they would have got a huge pop because they're like, yeah. uh, you know, really over there because it's more of like an Americanized audience, I guess, being like the border town and everything. But being like in, I think it was in like Puebla, um, which is not far from Mexico City. Like that's, you know, proper Mexico. So it's a bit different, I guess. They've never really done much stuff there, at least not on a big scale basis. Yeah. But yeah, interesting stuff. And now it's like the all elite uh, show, the double or nothing. I think it's like for the AAA tag titles. It's, Ooh. Yeah. So it's just like weird it's weird the young bucks collecting titles collecting gold baby mm. running the globe indeed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that happened so i wonder is uh is the bloom old of the rose is the old news old news <laughs> in more old news <laughs> i was delighted right I, I know you're not the world's biggest ultimate warrior fan but so <laughs> there was this award well, let's put this figure i liked the character Ultimate Warrior. I think that is awesome. I don't care for Jim Helwig. Mm. I think actually he was the warrior technically, but whatever. Yeah, the, I love, the character is fucking amazing. It's the, the rocket ships with all the bullshit he says. Like, I don't even know. It's fucking insanity. Amazing. You watch those promos, like peak warrior promos from like the late 80s, early, uh, late 80s, early 90s. It's like that, that to me, nothing can top that. It's like that and Macho Man. Like, just nonsensical, off-the-wall craziness. Yeah. It's like, that is that is the best WWF ever got. Oh, yeah. Even, this is fucking amazing, man. 100%, 100%. And, and again, I'm, I'm also, like, one of the most forgiving people in the history of the world. So, to me, you can do the worst thing ever, but, you know, it, yeah, people, people make mistakes. People can learn from them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. One second, one second. Before we move on, speaking of these promos, if you mm-hmm. go online, I'm not sure how to search them, but there are versions of uh, all the great 80s promos or early 90s promos with the wrestlers when they're screaming and breathing really heavy where they've edited out all the words and it's just <laughs> them breathing heavy. So oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's, it's all, that's all it is Holy the whole shit. time. It's fucking great, dude. I need to show this to Courtney because I um I watched some of like the, the mid eighties like shoot style wrestling stuff and there's like no commentary 
and it's just really turned up mics. So you can all you can really hear is like the the noises of the the mat and like just the grunting of the wrestlers. Um, and Courtney will be sleeping downstairs, and all she can hear upstairs is like. <coughs> <laughs> and she says how just completely unsettling it is and it's the least favorite yeah. thing in the world so i feel like on no. that basis she's really going to enjoy this video yeah i'm not watching gay porn honey That's why I... <laughs> no, I think she she's said before i would just i'd way prefer if you i just came upstairs and you were watching gay porn <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah but so the warrior thing uh the warrior award so when he went into the Hall of Fame, um, he, he had this part of his speech, which I thought was really, really great about him Our wanting was good. him wanting. Yeah, it was an amazing speech again, the next night's one as well. And then but the a poignant part of this was when he spoke about the idea of a warrior award. And his idea was he wanted this to be like uh, an award for like the unsung behind the scenes heroes of the WWF. He mentioned uh, Jimmy Miranda, for example. Um, Mark Eaton. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Jimmy Miranda was, uh, I think, one of the, the main dudes from, like, the merchandise department for, like, over 20 years there, um, and just really great guy, and he said he wanted it to be the actual Jimmy Miranda Award rather than the Warrior Award. So then they, they take this, you know, he dies, and then it becomes just this bullshit, like, company <laughs> media publicity fucking wank fest i mean they're like putting over like it's weird though you can't complain about too much because they're putting over like cancer survivors and shit <laughs> no exactly it, but you they can tell like dana warrior like dana warrior ugh, but you know like she's just doing positive stuff yeah at the same time it's like positive stuff just for the the, the vacuous bullshit you know company sheen so they can pretend that they're good yeah. people it's in no way like actually I, I don't know. That's a rant for another Good time. Good on you, WD. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> but but this year, I was really really happy. Where after it's been turned into this convoluted bullshit thing that in no way did Warrior intend it to be that. Um, they uh, announced the winner as Sue Atchison, uh, who's been like the director of uh, community relations at WWE for over thirty years. Really a, a pioneer for for their Make a Wish program. Which, as much as I bury that company, like that Make a Wish program is is awesome, um, and there's a, a lot of guys that have done a lot of really really good stuff uh, through it, and yeah, like she is the type of person that, that should be getting this award, and it's like I'm I'm really happy that it's sort of gotten back to to what that original vision was meant to be. I mean, next year will probably be back to you know Stephanie's fucking ego stroking bullshit, but at least for this year, I'm I'm quite happy. Yeah. So props WWE won't catch me no, saying Mark that. Mark didn't get no love. Mark got fired. Yeah, yeah, he was the. Uh, what did he do there? He was there forever. I'm though, right? forever, and he was yeah. the guy that threw Stone Cold his beers. Oh yeah, the greatest beer thrower of all time. Yep, Mark fucking Eden. I uh, went to a SmackDown, and after the show, I ran down to uh, go actually talk to Mark Eaton. But mm. fucking Justin Roberts was standing there. Yeah, I think it was Justin Roberts. I'm like, hey, uh, can you get Mark Eaton for me? And Justin Roberts seems irritated that I didn't want to talk to him. And then Mark <laughs> Eaton comes over, and I go, hey, Mark, can we get a picture? He goes, you want a picture with me? And I'm like, hell yeah, you're fucking Mark Eaton. So yeah, one of my favorite wrestling pictures is me and Mark Eaton. Did you bring a Steve Weiser for the photo? Oh, if I only had thought ahead, I didn't know I was going to be meeting <laughs> the legendary Mark Eaton. Fuck oh. <laughs> day, bro. 
That's awesome. Another yeah. one, like like Charles Robinson is another one of those he guys. He was there Obviously, too. Oh, and no, that's who it was actually. Charles was the one I had to ask. Charles thought I wanted to talk to him. Oh, I asked Charles. You personally Martin. insulted Little Nate, sir? I have met Nate before. <laughs> Little Nate before, but I've never met Eaton. Nice. Yeah, so many of actually, the... Actually, I thought about it. Sorry. Um, yeah. I have probably seen Charles Robinson in the ring more than any other performer. And that includes wrestlers, you know what I mean? Like, That's great. Just because I watched so much WCW and so yeah. many... He's ref so many WWF matches. Like, it has to be I've seen him the most in the ring. Beautiful head of hair, by the way. Yes, beautiful. Yeah. You ever right, see that um, that music video where it was like... I can't remember the band. But it was the most bizarre thing I ever found on YouTube. Where it's basically this, like, fan who has, like, some sort of folk music band. And she just does a song about her unconditional love for Lil Nate, Charles Robinson. I have not seen this. I, holy shit. I am yeah. missing out. Yep. I'm going to uh, make sure we post it on the, um, the Twitter at grown men pod. So awesome. <laughs> make sure you check out that. It is amazing. So, so good. All right. So next topic of old news. Um, yes, Bullet Bob Armstrong, uh, retiring, having his, his final match at like the, is he like mid seventies? Got to be mid seventies, I'd say. Uh, I believe so. Only to come back from retirement promptly, like less than a week later, uh, under his mask gimmick of the bullet. The bullet <laughs> <laughs> in Chipley, Florida. <laughs> That's amazing. I always love that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. like Mister or yeah, Mister America when yeah. Hogan was like wearing a mask. Like, oh yeah, everyone, no one's falling for this shit. It's, but it's amazing regardless. Well, all of that stuff was like, I think it, Bullet Bob kind of like started it. Most of it was kind of like gone from him because I thought I remember Dusty's one. Dusty was was it Stagger Lee? Uh, no, that's fucking uh, JYD. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a Dusty long time. Dusty was Midnight Rider. Yeah, Midnight Rider. Oh, greatest. Yeah. One of the greatest theme musics in the history of wrestling. Willie Nelson. Dude, it's such a classic gimmick that I, I listened to a radio show where one of the producers on the show gimmickly got fired from the show but came back like the next day as the Midnight Rider and he was like, <laughs> producing the radio show. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I love that he was doing song. a really bad Dusty impression the entire time. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, people anyway, need anyway. to uh, check out Bullet Bob and his work as the Bullet in a lot of the the um, Smoky Mountain wrestling that's been uploaded to the the network a little while back. His promos, like, and this is him, like, he's got to be mid fifties by this point, and his promos will blow away anything you see in in current day wrestling and even like wrestling then at the time when there was all the great promos there were. He carried that shit, and like when they did big big houses. Jim uh, Cornette would always say it was like thanks to um, Bullet Bob's promos. Bobby. Yeah, Bullet great Bob. shit. So good. Um, all right, now a final um, old news. Old news. Old news is uh, the. This isn't as old news, but by the time this comes, you know, up on the when it's the relative. release podcast is released, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali losing his his first name becoming just Ali, which Ooh. is shit on multiple levels to me, right? So first off, just because Mustafa Ali is a really sweet name um, and just Ali on its own is not. 
Uh, is, uh, it also can... kills my pun I did the other day, Mustafa Aliyah, because now it's not even funny anymore. Yeah. It's just fucking bastards. They just did it to fuck with you, so. Oh, you thought so too? Yeah, yeah. They saw that, and then <laughs> boom. <laughs> Fuckers. Fuck this James Vanderbeek. I gotta stop making jokes, man. I'm killing people's careers. <laughs> so he, um, I, I mean, it, it's both that surface level thing, but then also there was this really great uh, segment that I watched that came out a little while back on, um, it was, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it was like a thing to do with uh, Middle Eastern heritage um, and, and that side of things. And he had a, a segment on this um, this show uh, basically saying about how proud he is of his heritage and how he didn't want to be one of those, you know, all of the, the Arab gimmicks that he saw when he was growing up on WWF TV, you know, from the Iron Sheik to, like, even the friggin' Muhammad Hassan, like, and that wasn't even that long ago. Um, like, he didn't want to be that, and he said it. And using the name Mustafa, which has for a long time, in just in pop culture, really. I mean, think back to, like, it was Mustafa from... Um, Lion King was it? Was it Mufasa? Uh, Mufasa. Close. Yeah. Yeah, but it like basically oh, sure. is like yeah, how many close. how many good guys are there that's they're called Mustafa? So it's like that that name was like a really important part of him. Um... He's like it's just me and the dude from the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Mustafa Mufasa Ali Jr. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, that was funny because that dropped, like, a week prior and then it's like, That's all so right, bullshit. we're changing this name. <laughs> I mean, how did that actually happen, too? It's been just, like, going through the names in, like, a Refidex or a Rolodex uh, on his desk. It's <laughs> like, how did this get over the line? This sucks. Yeah. But Mustafa, <laughs> yeah, Mufasa, I don't even know how to say this. Let's just clean People it up. People are going to think he's a fucking terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> People are afraid of Mustafa's. It sucks so much, though, like, his Google ability now. What the yeah. fuck are people going to get when they Google search Ali? I'm pretty sure it's not him. WWE Ali. Yeah. Also, no, no like, you know, people are going to, like, casual fans are going to see him. Oh, this guy's Ali? Oh, it doesn't look like Ali to me. I, like, it's fucking weird. It just makes it like a Muhammad Ali thing. I don't know. Bizarre. Maybe they're trying to... Maybe they're trying to... Get pre ahead of when this uh, live action Aladdin gets released. They're gonna say, "Yeah, he's like our Aladdin. Mm. He's Ali, uh, Ali Baba." To be fair, and, and I do not actually should really worry. This is gonna come off as racist now. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> I was gonna Everyone, say, he, "Race he, yourselves." He the looks... guy from Australia is gonna be racist. Mm, yeah, he's like That's quite a visual, it. you know, facial similarity to, uh, to Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah, I could see to that. The cartoon version for yeah. sure, I could see that. It's not necessarily racist. Good, it's not all Middle Eastern people look the same. It's no, because he's like an Americanized drawn version. Yeah, you're. It, I would, you know, this is a gray area. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're okay. Yeah, I mean, as a, a more yeah, honestly, uh, there's no reason to change his name. It's not like dumb. The marketing is more viable with the name Ali. It's simple. It's generic, and uh, uh, it makes literally no sense. And he even like complained afterwards. Well, not necessarily complained, but he mentioned that why he chose that first name more. Like even what the meaning of it. Like I guess he's moving on from that. He just wanted everyone to know that's why that was part of his name. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it was like um, he almost phrased it because I remember the yeah, that that tweet. He almost phrased it almost like, oh, it's it's fine, you know, like sort of apologizing 
for it. But yeah, I could tell he was bummed. Yeah, it was was weird. But I mean, there's a, a you know hard hitting question here. Do you think this is a case of WWE whitewashing? Um, you know, I I I could definitely see that. I normally try not to not get too opinionated about that kind of shit when it comes to wrestling. But that's all I can see here. It, it literally is a very ethnic name. It's one of the things that's most important about his character. Clearly, with his words, he stated that. So, uh, yeah, I. I honestly, I can't think of a good reason why otherwise than just to kind of make it less ethnic. Mm. He can be Middle Eastern, but not that Middle Eastern. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Who named this fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else, Scott. You like it to check out that um, little appearance uh, that I mentioned on... Um, that's probably going to be a bit hard when I didn't know the name of the TV segment. Oh, well. Yeah. People have the ability to uh, Google it. Let me ask you one other thing. Name one wrestler in the WWE that I'm not talking about a repackage where they completely changed the name, where they simply shortened the name from a two-name name to a single one, where the person all of a sudden skyrocketed and were incredibly over. It Ooh. hasn't happened. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm oh, a surefire way to get anybody over. Let's let's make sure that we uh, you know trim this name back. Just go single name, and then they're just gonna go straight to the stars immediately. See, even he even now has his his gimmick name Ali plus his real name on there. So mm. I don't think that's how it was before. I think he's even more like saying, "Yeah, I'm Ali now," but this is my real name, which is also ethnic. It's Adil Alam. And fucking hey, man! Like, sure, that name's going to good... be mentioned on WWE TV from now on. Oh, <laughs> do you think that uh, the whole gimmick where all these guys are fucking putting their shoot names on their Twitter handle is cool or no? Uh, it makes sense to protect your brand to a point. So you know, once you depart the company, um, you know, people are still gonna in theory, know who you are once you change names, I guess? You think that's maybe the thinking behind it? I don't know. Who is so dumb? They're like, wait a minute, that looks like Mustafa Ali, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's going by this name. That can't be the same guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, I found that tweet he said. Uh, Mustafa says, uh, Mustafa means the chosen one with emphasis on being chosen from amongst the people. And then he said, name or not, nothing has changed. I fight for the people. I am one of them. So at least he found a good way to like translate the change into a fucking awesome, like character defining tweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd still think like for the guys to be apologizing for this dumb bullshit from management, it's like, it, it's a shitty look. Like it's, yeah. I accept but at the same time, if he came out and was like, fucking take my name. Pieces of shit, yeah. <laughs> you would get in trouble, I'm assuming. Yeah. So Rusev comes out, no, I'm Alexander Rusev, damn it. <laughs> That's another one. Alexander Rusev sounds so much better than it's just... badass! Yeah. I can uh, get it with Antonio Cesaro. Now, like, after enough time, I like Cesaro by itself better, but yeah, Alexander Rusev, it sounds very, very cool. Also, neither of those are as good as Claudio Castagnoli. That's oh, man, the best. better. And I uh, have checked that segment that I was talking about, Secret Life of Muslims. Great segment. 
Google that. Check out Mustafa Ali's appearance on it, and then you'll be it like. It sounds like something that people who don't like Muslims would watch and try to show their friends from the name of it. Like, look, this is a secret life of Muslims. <laughs> look at them. Look at them. Do you know how many times in a day they read the Quran? Ah. It's ridiculous. Who has time for that much reading? Not me. <laughs> that much praying? Who has that much time for contemplation in their life? And who has a compass to know which way to face all the time? Not me. <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pretty soon our show is just going to be you talking to me doing stupid characters. <laughs> this is the evolution. Oh. <laughs> all right. So that is the end of Old News. Old News. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Had fun. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. All right, now we get on to a timely uh, discussion for this insane week of shows that we have coming up. I'm sure a lot of other people have coming up, and other people who are not going uh, will be going insane trying to watch it all on their on their uh, TV screens. I know that I did that a few years when I didn't actually go, and it's it's just a heck of a lot of wrestling to try to watch whether you're there or not. Um, and uh, my buddy recently, he hit me up. He's not going, but he's like, man, I need to know which shows to watch. It's ridiculous. The number of cards and the number of awesome matches that are on different cards. So where can we go for all this source of information? And actually, believe it or not, Voices of Wrestling was nice enough to compile every card on all. Well, I, don't, I can't say every. Most. Let's, let's, I'll take that back. The majority of the cards for each day listed on their site and Incredible, incredible work. It must have been a lot of time, unless they're just copy and pasting. I don't know. But yeah, great work by these guys. So if you want to check Even it out, they go did to nothing Voices other than go to all of the places and copy and paste. Fucking yeah, bravo. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Hands off. Hands off. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to check it out, it's voicesofwrestling.com, WrestleMania dash weekend dash 2019 dash schedule dash. Map and those dashes are not the word dash. It's actually a dash. Or you know, you could Google it. I'm sure. Oh uh, fuck, you're right. Good call. <laughs> I like the idea that someone's wait, wait. Oh, dash? actually, it's the, the address is HTTP <laughs> colon. Now, Sorry. does it have the www there, or is it one of these trendy ones with no www? Oh, we got the triple dub, dude. Classic, Woo! classic triple. Classy, classy. <laughs> Alrighty. but yeah this is an insane uh week of shows we've known it's coming up for a while and there's been a lot of times where i'm like well this is a dumb amount of wrestling that we're going to um but you know when you and i remember for a fact last Mm -hmm. year when we left we swore we were going to do it again (laughs) oh man i was in rough shape i've said before i was like sick for like a a better part of a week once i got to chicago following that my leg was fucked yeah we were in bad shape. I uh, wonder what adventures we're going to have this year. What, what yes, appendages sir. are we going to break? Uh, how sick are we going to get? How many benders are we going to do? Will the cocaine be real? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know whether New York has better or worse cocaine than New Orleans. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my. So and the weekend is... Or the week is packed. 
Uh, the very I just wanted to touch base a show we're not going to, but one of the very first shows of the week, and possibly the first. I think it's Pizza Party Wrestling yeah. uh, at 7 p.m. at Phil Sheridan Building in Jersey, Ridgefield, Jersey. Um, I'm pretty excited because a friend of mine and a match that I've actually been kind of dying for for a long time is actually happening. It's my buddy Daniel Macabe versus one Fred Yehi. Holy crap, dude. That sounds like that it'll be a technical be exhibition. Yeah, I believe they're going to be uh, – you'll be able to see this at a later date if you're not in attendance. So that's one good thing. But Now, how dude, does the pizza party side of this work? Do you get free pizza with your price of admission? Will there be a pizza man going around taking orders? This sounds I think important. it's like a pizza-themed company because there is a character on the show by the name of Pizza Cat. So I think it's more of a theme. So you're um, telling you know, you know, me you go to this show and you don't get to eat a single slice of pizza. Perhaps. I can't say that, buddy. I, all I, right. I'm just saying I'm not guaranteeing pizza for anybody. That's all. All right. <laughs> if anyone's interested here, no, this show will already be done by the time you hear this podcast. So go oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is over. <laughs> there may or may not, you may or may not have pizza. Who knows? If you did but go if... and if you did get pizza, please tweet, tweet us immediately. I really yeah. want to know. <laughs> It'd be awesome. And then also uh, your statesman or, you know, countryman, Robbie mm-hmm. Eagles is facing off a local favorite, also Alex Zane. So, Ooh. well, cross-world, cross-continental matchup. Robbie is getting uh, a lot of matches from through this, this chat that we're going to have uh, about these upcoming shows. We're going to hear Robbie's name quite a bit, and I'm really happy for him. Because as we've said before, one of the real standouts of the Aussie scene uh, and, you know, obviously doing all sorts of red stuff in New Japan too, and, and just tops the loke. Um, quite happy for him. And actually, you know what? Now that I'm reading this uh, Voices of Wrestling, they actually reference the people who compiled this big list. So I do want to give these people shout-outs. Uh, they got their Twitter handles here. It's at Underwally. At, I apologize, at the Underwally. And at, oh man, this, I'm not going to try to pronounce this. It's at T A M A. I-M-B-O, Taylor Mainbjorg. But yeah, they're the ones who compiled this huge list. It's really helping me. Mambimbo. Mambimbo. What the hell? (laughs) Now we're burying the dude's name after we tried to put him over. Thank you, Taylor Mambimbo. We appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) And then also our favorite, Tony Deppin, is facing one T-Flex on this show. I'm not familiar with T-Flex, but... Deppin is dope. And if you follow him on Twitter, he's actually a really funny and insightful dude as well. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm hoping T Flex is has like a Bowflex gimmick. Do you remember those oh, back fuck. in the day? Hell yeah, he could come out with it. He's doing his. I don't know. But you can't you come out with a Bowflex. Yeah, that's quite big. <laughs> no, actually, that might make it better. It's like on a fucking dolly. <laughs> T Flex comes out with this fucking Bowflex. <laughs> they roll it out. He's got two assistants. He does a couple reps before he gets in the ring. Fucking T Flex, bitch. Yep, T Flexing. Awesome. All right. <laughs> What's next? Um, well, there's a bunch of awesome, like, we got Battle Club Pro, which is packed. Um, let's go to the first show that we're going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So, there, I, I was almost going to go to the Evolve show, uh, which is Thursday midday, I think. Um, but, and I, I used to be a big-time fan of Evolve. 
you know, uh, ranging from when they were like the sister promotion to Dragon Gate USA. And we've got all those awesome matches with like Danielson and John Moxley and Jimmy Jacobs, like that Jimmy Jacobs John Moxley feud. Great shit. Um, and they even had like Minonori Sawa, Kudo Hidaka. Uh, I remember like Loki came in there for a while, and then we had like the awesome variation where there was all these amazing matches with like Drew Galloway and Roderick Strong and uh, Chris Hero and Timothy Thatcher, Drew Gulak, like it was awesome shit. Now uh, uh, Matt Riddle as well, of course. But since Matt Riddle's departure, I don't know if I'm just being ignorant, but there is nothing about that roster right now that, that really gets me going. You know, are you kind of looking at the card right now? Um, well, the, the first show actually that I didn't even realize this was the main event. Uh, the first Evolve show is at midnight on it looks like Wednesday night. Uh, or I apologize, oh. noon it looks. Yeah, noon uh, is what 12... I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, noon. Sorry. Uh, and the main event is Austin Theory and Kyle fucking O'Reilly. I didn't know that shit. I'm not a big Austin Theory guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just I, haven't watched enough. I, what do you think? Initially, I was not huge on him because I didn't think he had a hell of a lot of personality, but he definitely a lot struck more. me as like Actually, a body guy. Yeah, definitely. But he's got he's super athletic, dude, and fucking has loads of charisma now. Uh, it, it's one of those things like when you're fucking first, they you know they're not necessarily pushing you. They don't know how to portray themselves, and now he's like the champion. He's fucking dirty cocky heel i appreciate it actually All right. well how about fucking... how about you try to convince me to go to this show based off this card come on what do we got what do we got to add another fucking show to a plate of a smorgasbord of, of wrestling here well i won't be here for this one unfortunately that's isn't oh. this wednesday no i thought it was thursday oh, no, that's a... fucking damn it yeah you're right you're right sorry so i do you want to get a better that we have <laughs> that's what i'm saying shows. it has to be a really good show for me to add another one to the plate honestly so is it good I, enough to do that i don't believe so because <laughs> there's lots of great stuff on here there's lots of great guys on here but it's i mean we got montez ford from wwe versus shane strickland i don't know who okay. montez ford is yeah, uh, Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm, a, attacking... I'm a fan of Eddie Kingston as well, so that could be good. And they're taking on, and I'm going to probably brutalize this, Konosuke, or Konosuke and Takashita. Uh, Takashita, yeah, from DDT. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not super familiar with, so that's not selling me. And then uh, I Colby believe Carino I saw is... Konosuke Takashita have a real good match on one of the, I'm the DDT to, shows saying... that I went to in uh, Shinjuku face. so Yeah, it's just hard good. for me to sell you on this show with him because I don't know his fucking work. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, and there's a uh, fucking, I mean, Darby Allen always puts on a great match. He's facing Anthony Henry, who I'm not really familiar with. I think he's from the Work Horseman. Isn't he that guy? I do like the Work Horseman very much. They're great. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a fine show, but I just don't see anything that's can't miss. You know mm. what I mean, buddy? Yeah, I see that. I see that. All right, what's uh, next? Up next. Um, next, there's a, there's oh, a real, the, the, 4 PM, the 4 p.m. slot on the Thursday. There are, like, so many yeah. clashing shows. The clashes are really the, the most tricky part of, of this whole thing, the conundrum. Of, it's like a, a festival, you know? Like, there's this band on at this stage, this band on at this stage. Uh, which one are you going to watch? Why do they have to clash? I don't know. I was really torn initially because I heard the WXW show was on at the same time as the Bloodsport show. 
And yes, initially I was like, oh, WXW, you know, that's pretty much Walter's promotion at this stage. Uh, even though, you know, Walter and uh, and um, Ilya Dragunov uh, each, you know, signed up to the WWE, I'm, I'm sure they'll still let them work the shows. So maybe there could even be a Walter versus Ilya Dragunov rematch or something. And so I was quite torn. But then it sort of sh- shook out. Shook out? Sure. Um, neither are on the card at all. I thought you guys said sorted. I thought you guys used the word sorted. Sorted out? It's sorted out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, motherfucker, at three that same time, an hour before those two shows, you've got fucking Fight Club Pro and Destiny. Oh, and they've got yeah. That, I was interested awesome in that. Too. Yeah, Fight Club Pro and Amazing great Red and fucking Puma King on the same team. That's going to be fun versus mm-hmm. CCK and Kyle Fletcher. Fucking A. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of that show as well. Probably more so than the WXW one, actually, now. But anyway, but I am. there's no way that I am possibly going to miss Bloodsport because that was probably one of my most, one of my favorite shows from last year. Like, definitely one of the freshest feeling shows. It was really exciting, really different. Um, and I thought overall it was awesome. I also got to see my, my life hero, Dan Seven wrestle a match which i'll be getting to see him wrestle a match again at this year's blood sport uh, so, so annoyed enthused uh what else we got on that card friend i'm fucking blood sport is awesome dude uh we got hideki suzuki versus fucking timothy thatcher oh, that is like a dream match for me <laughs> like being a fan of shoot style wrestling dude like oh i'm just so jacked for that one this one is ridiculous uh, i'm a big fan of killer cross he actually was on me and Farmer's old show on MLW, but he's taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr. That should be that should good. be fucking awesome. That'll be a great showcase for Davy, who doesn't get to show like how much of a awesome actual wrestler he is and a lot of his yeah. fan stuff. Um, so I'm I'm pumped for that one, dude. And then also, of course, as you aforementioned, uh, Mr. Severin taking on one Frank Mir. UFC guys <laughs> taking up uh, fucking a shoot style UFC wrestling. heavyweight champions going head to head at the fucking Amazing. White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. If you can somehow <laughs> find a ticket for this for me, Chris, let me know. <laughs> oh, please, if anyone. Uh, probably going to be a bit for this. yeah when this episode yeah. drops the show's going to be starting in like well thursday minutes. morning thursday morning i'll be looking or wednesday night i'll be looking uh but yeah continuing on dude simon gotch and jr kratos kratos i have not seen a ton of his work but he clearly looks like a badass really solid and- guy from california i think i've seen him before in in uh apw um yeah real real solid think- dude Goff is underestimated as far as his actual wrestling ability, I think. Yeah, because I saw him on a recent um, show for Beyond Wrestling. Uh, okay. he's, he's shaved off the moustache. There's no more moustache. Oh. He just has like this sort of underneath bit of the beard, almost like a angry Amish roadkill kind of a vibe. <laughs> Maybe that should be his new gimmick. <laughs> roadkill <laughs> Junior. <or> chickens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was awesome. He got to show like again another guy who can actually go um, and doesn't get to show it all the time. I've been a big fan of his in his MLW run uh, with with Filthy Tom uh, before their their breakup. I thought that was great. So yeah, and um, may I um, quote uh, him by saying Enzo is an abortion? <laughs> no, <laughs> not a fan of Enzo uh, Amore. Apparently, Mister Simon Goss. No, not at all. 
he actually when that before that shoot came out uh, he like send it to me like dude you before you take anything out of context go ahead and watch it and so i watch it i'm like okay there's no need to take this out of context you're pretty straightforward <laughs> out your feelings uh so then we got uh is it masashi tadeka uh takeda Masashi Takeda, Takeda. He is an awesome, probably one of the best deathmatch guys going in the world today. Uh, Taking on the best grappler in the world, in my opinion. Fucking Jonathan Gresham. Right? I'm so stoked for that. Because, like, in in Big Japan, which is Takeda's, like, home promotion, um, they split between, you know, the deathmatch and then, like, the the more, um, you know, strong style kind of, uh, of, of wrestling. They call it the strong division which I think is great. Um, and he is just an awesome straight-up wrestler when he's not doing deathmatch stuff. Slade actually mentioned to me he was on like a, an All Japan show with him when on his last tour, and he said, mm-hmm. dude, I thought this guy, I just looked at him in the back, like he's just covered in scars, you know, deathmatch back, like from the light tubes and everything. He's like, I thought this yeah. guy was just some like deathmatch crumb bum. And then like he just went out there and he was fucking incredible. Like just one of the best actual workers uh, so I'm, I'm again really excited to see uh, that side of uh, of Takeda against Gresham, you know, who I'm a huge fan of, Jonathan Gresham. And then this one is fucking pretty interesting. Andy Williams, I uh, forget the fucking name of his band, but he's fucking uh, in his foray into wrestling and decided that he's going to go into blood sport and he's taking on Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson. <laughs> I, I don't I'm not too familiar with Andy Williams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he was in a band. Uh, like a famous band? Semi-famous yeah, band? Yeah, a famous band. Let me pull it up here. It's like a hardcore, I think a straight-edge band. And it's not fucking, you know, classic American singer Andy Williams, the uh, old, <laughs> old fucking guy. Damn it, that's what clear. I was hoping for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Do the sweet country music uh, for his entrance. Every Time I Die. All right. Isn't yeah, that yeah. the same band that Brody King was from? No, he's from God's Hate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they're. I think they're both hardcore, like uh, fucking straight edge bands. But uh, yeah. so yeah, every Andy time Williams a guy's like a pretty on... bigger deal in the, that that world, right? I think Fuck they yeah, did man. stuff on um, when Progress did like the Download Festival or something in the UK. I'm pretty sure Andy Williams actually did like a a little. He mixed it up with some of the heels and gave him some power slam, body slams or something. Yeah, motherfuckers wrestling now, bro. Sweet. He's just a rocker, dude. He's living the dream, brother. That'll be fun. So, yeah, he's taking on Dirty Daddy, but the biggest deal. The main event. Got, I got my fucking Minoru Suzuki shirt in the mail today. Well, which uh, one? Minoru Suzuki. I got that one. It's it's pretty fucking dope. It's like a side view of his face. I posted a couple pictures of it. I'll I'll send you after the shoe. Oh. Uh, but it's fucking sick, dude. Uh, anyway, he's taking on... The namesake of one Josh Barnett's blood sport, believe it or not, Josh Barnett. Uh, oh, fuck, that's hey, the, man. that was the one I was hoping for. Like when this whole thing was announced, I was like, I really hope we get Josh Barnett versus Minoru Suzuki because it's like more so than the, the shoot style dream match than it is just from those names. It's like each of those dudes represent a different style of shoot style wrestling. So you have Josh Barnett, who's like a Billy Robinson student with like just that amazing. Uh, catch wrestling like no one could do catch wrestling like Billy Robinson and um, Josh Barnett was one of his greatest uh, students so it's like the, the 
long, great history of, of catch wrestling and Billy Robinson style shoot wrestling versus Minoru Suzuki, who comes from the, the Pancrase background uh, with like the Yoshiaki Fujiwara training uh, and the, the, I guess the Carl Gotch base to it. So it's like almost like Gotch versus Robinson in the, the new age. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm so excited. Even if this match only goes like eight minutes, like I'll be so happy. I actually in those in that show, I prefer. I mean, they should be quicker matches. Like most shoot fights aren't going an hour. You know what I mean? Like mm. fucking a. But yeah, yeah. dude, uh, that's incredible. Especially with someone coming in to fill in for Matt Riddle or take over the whole Bloodsport moniker. Josh Barnett couldn't be a better dude. You know what I mean? I remember saying on this show, I was really worried when. Um... Matt Riddle went to the up north territory because I was thinking it might be the end of Bloodsport unless unless we can get um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme to, to come <laughs> run it. But to me, Josh Barnett Steve is the Blackman's next best thing. Steve <laughs> uh, I was quietly hey, hoping geez, that Steve Blackman. Blackman would be on this show. Steve Blackman oh, or that... Shamrock, right? Yeah, or against each other. Fucking A, brother. Maybe next year's <laughs> Bloodsport. Ken Shamrock's Bloodsport. No, actually, Joey Janela Spring Break 4 Bloodsport match. Ken Shamrock versus fucking Steve Blackman. <laughs> Is it going to happen in the in the lion's den again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Joey oh. would do that. Yep. Nostalgia. All right, well. Next show, actually, I'm going to uh, that evening is at MLW Rise of the Renegades at Melrose Ballroom. I will be uh, there too, and I'll, I'll you, maybe. I hope I don't miss the start of the show because it's going to be a bit of a uh, cutting it fine to get from New Jersey to Queens from a show start, starting at 4 p.m. to I think they said bell time for the MLW show is 7:30. So yep, yep. I'm hoping Bloods last year Bloodsport wasn't that long a show, so if it's more around that, you know, two two point five hours, I'll be okay. If Could it's, be safe. Yeah, well, it's still going to be tight, but it, uh, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. So on this show, we got uh, what's listed on the card is kind of interesting. I'm not sure if this is real because I'm not familiar, but we have a, a singles match of MJF and Brian Pillman Jr., but then it also shows a tables match of the Full Heart Foundation. And then MJF's uh, faction dynasty with Hammerstone and Richard Holiday. So I'm not sure if both those matches are going on. But so we have the tables match uh, they show on here, and then we got the big guy Ace Romero versus Joseph Samuel. Oh, that's um, going to be a I, big boy match. Yeah, yeah, two hosses, two hoss guys, What's and then. Honestly, one of the matches I'm really interested in see because it's going to get fucking bloody and disgusting. Probably is Mance Warner and Sandy Callahan. Oh yeah. Are you? Have you seen much of Mance, dude? Only a little bit in some of the like MLW highlight videos because I'm 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 chugging my way through MLW, but you know, a weekly show can be a little bit hard to keep up with at times. I'm currently up to about October of last year, so I'm a little bit delayed with the latest storylines. So yeah, I haven't seen him quite yet, but he, he seems awesome. And I heard Jim Cornette uh, really put him over hard as being like a real throwback to like a like a dirty white boy style kind of dude. 
yeah, you talk like this, daddy. <laughs> like that's actually that was a better impression than I expected to come out of yeah. my mouth. Good job, Jeremy. Well anyway, that's how exactly how he sounds. Uh, <laughs> and he fucking talks about WCW constantly on Twitter. He loves old school wrestling and uh, he's always constantly putting that shit over. So I became a big fan. And he's a fucking maniac. Guy had his tongue like stapled to a board during a match. Whoa. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But so that should be a really bloody affair. I'm excited for that one. Um, and then we have the one that uh, is going to be cool and probably pretty interesting is the title match between Tom Lawler and Jimmy Havoc. Mm. But the, the real reason. I remember, I, think, well, I actually like, didn't oh. watch this too long ago, but there was a Jimmy Havoc Tom Lawler match on uh, MLW TV few weeks back to where I'm at at the moment where um, they had a, a pizza cutter in the match and so Jimmy you know it's funny in this match it was like Jimmy took all of the deathmatch shit and Tom Lawler didn't take shit <laughs> like he just like, <laughs> did wrestling you, you know I can imagine him in the back Tom yeah I'm not doing any of that stuff so that's okay I'll yeah. take all the bumps all right, yeah, sweet so deal. <laughs> but so they had a spot with a pizza cutter, and Jimmy went to do it on Tom, and then Tom grabbed it off him, and then Tom did the slice on uh, Jimmy's arm. And fuck me, this like really cut that like deep and like just gushing blood straight away, and they had to go straight to the finish because it was like <laughs> so serious. <laughs> Motherfucker's gonna cut die it. to die, uh, bleed to death from a pizza cutter. Man. Yeah, so that's that's the freshest thing in my mind when I hear about that match. But that that should be fun. Good good clash of styles there. I was personally hoping that we'd get the rematch of Loki and Filthy Tom uh, for the title, but you know this should be fun anyway. But the coup de gras, so to speak. Well, before of that, show, the match that I'm most what? excited about, uh, another technical, what? just like display of technical oh, mastery. Oh, yes, 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 Daga and Minoru Tanaka. Yeah. And I, uh, I've been such a fan of Minoru Tanaka, like going back to his days in New Japan as like Heat, and then like when he went to Old Japan, and then when he sort of became more of like an indie mainstay in all of the indies and Zero One and stuff, and then and even now he's like killing it in Noah. Like I watched a show live last night on YouTube, and he at like age forty seven or something like that. He's one of these dudes that looks like he's thirty two, and somehow he's forty seven. Crazy good shape. <laughs> uh, so great, so great. And against uh, Daga, who was like, people think of, you know, Lucha Libre and Mexican wrestling in a certain way, but Daga shows like a complete different side of it with just that real awesome technical wrestling submissions, all that kind of stuff. So I'm uh, really pumped for this one. Yeah, I, I didn't even, I fucking skipped over. I, I was so excited about LA Park and Pentagon. I think. As it, you should be. It's funny, that, that that's going to be nuts. Well, that match was originally meant to be Rush and um, LA Park, right? Uh, I was unaware of that. Yeah, yeah, because that was the big feud. You know, we've spoken about it before. They were building up the mask versus hair oh. thing, having these insane yeah. brawls in Arena Mexico and everything else. And then uh, Court Bauer got this real coup de grace of being able to sign that match for this show on WrestleMania weekend. And then, uh, lo and behold, ROH signs Rush out right uh, from under him. So then he has to scramble and come up with a different match, which I was actually even more excited about, uh, Pentagon Jr. Uh, against LA Park. Again, these dudes yeah, had yeah, a yeah. fantastic match um, on the same tapings where they did their first War Games MLW last year. 
and just like this crazy ass brawl. So if that's anything to judge this by, I think it's going to be awesome because yeah, T- Pentagon Junior, awesome, crazy, hardcore guy, and no one does that better than LA Park. So I'm pumped. it looks like it's going to be a really bloody show, man. <laughs> yeah, looking at it now, and actually running uh, at the same time of that show. Uh, is the fucking WrestleCon Super Show. Oh, I'm jealous of and some that, of those matches that have been announced, man. We got Will and fucking Bandito, Will Ospreay. Sorry, I don't know him personally. Let's be clear. Uh, and then Young William yeah, Ospreay. Young William Ospreay. You know uh, those early Bandito WWE Jr. shows, like the bowlers when Will got first brought over? At the time, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if this was just Excalibur, like, fucking with him, but for his first for couple shows, they called him William Ospreay. William Ospreay! <laughs> <laughs> I popped for it so much when I was re-watching that shit. Anyway, sorry, continue. No worries. Uh, then th- we got Dragon Lee versus Barbero Cavanero. Uh, Barbero Cavanario. Cavanario. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. I'm brutalizing right. the translation. Uh, but yeah, he's fucking crazy. Dude, I, I saw, I think it was a clip with him. No, that was fucking Taurus. Do you see that Taurus clip? where he, somebody jumps over and does a plancha over the top rope, he catches him by the legs and drops him with a power bomb on the cement. Did you see that motherfucking thing? Was I think that was on the AAA show that we were talking about. That one that I, Holy that I watched live. It's, it was a crazy match. Yeah. Taurus oh is awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Sorry. And then the Zack Sabre Jr. Open Challenge. Now, this is pretty How is interesting. that going to go? Is, are uh, we gonna do you think it's something... actually going to be somebody cool, or is it going to be a big goof? <laughs> I'll, I think WrestleCon has something big to live up to here. Um, they just uh, the other day um, had announced a, a slew of cancellations for both this WrestleCon show and the WrestleCon USA versus the World show uh, due to visa issues. So a lot of all of their, their big-name talent that was coming over from Japan uh, no longer doing so. So the Dragon Gate guys, who were previously going to be a big part of it, uh, Red, who are going to be teaming with Park in one of the matches on this WrestleCon show, and uh, no more. Uh, so yeah, them and Park off the show. So then they're sort of like re-jiggled, re-jiggered some things around. So, yeah. That stinks. Oh, well, things happen, you know. Yeah. Piece of shit uh, presidents it, it, and such. It's a great concept. Like, I guess Zach is challenging literally anyone he hasn't already faced as a gimmick. Mm. I mean, uh, in the back of my mind, like, if you're thinking of, like, all-time dream match kind of things, how great would it be if, like, Minoru Suzuki comes out? It's like a Suzuki gun versus Suzuki gun affair. Have they technically never faced off? They faced off in uh, the World Tag League last year. They were opposite sides of, um, like, because there were two different Suzuki Gun teams. So it was like Minoru Suzuki and. Um, but not in a one on one thing. No, it was a tag. But, like, the actual exchange yeah, yeah, yeah. between Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre was a really extended. Uh, Takashi Izuka was teaming with Minoru Suzuki against Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. And, yeah, there was, like, this awesome, just, like, display of mat wrestling amazingness for like the first like seven minutes uh just between Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki and everyone just went insane standing ovation type of shit so it's like can you imagine a whole match of that <laughs> logical progression I don't know otherwise yeah. who else could it be 
Well, yeah, I'm just making sure that they never face each other because I think that is a gimmick. It has to be someone he's never like did the one on one thing. So that'd be perfect. Mm. I yeah. like it. Yeah, all right. Armchair booking down. Um. And they normally have a lot of big surprises for the WrestleCon show, so you'll probably get some pretty awesome shit. We won't because we'll be at MLW, uh, but I'll I'll be quite jealous of how great that that show ends up. But I, I definitely I felt like I needed to go to MLW, you know, from being a fan back in the day, like watching in two thousand two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, to, to then, like, you know, being a big fan of the, the, the radio show and everything and then the rebirth of it and all that. So uh, I think it would be pretty sweet to actually be at an MLW show in person. Have you ever been to an MLW show yourself? I have not. I as well would like to go for my own, like, past ties with the company as well. So, yeah, it's yeah. really fucking fun to go. Nice. Uh, and next day, Friday, um, the first event that I believe both you and I are going to is – U.S. versus the world. The well, after I'll, I'll be going to a show earlier than that on that day. Wait, what? What's all, what are you going to? Bring it on! It's not listed here. The AIW show. The AIW show is part of the collective, uh, the GCW collective shows at the White Eagle back in New Jersey. So, like a fucking idiot, I'll be going from New Jersey at Bloodsport to Queens at MLW, back to New Jersey for a show that originally was meant to start at midnight. So I was like, all right, switch. I've got like an hour. You know, Court said the show's going to finish around about 11. An hour to get back. That should be all right. And then AIW announced that the show's actually going to be starting an hour earlier. So it starts at 11. So I'm already like behind the gun, and I I messaged the promoter. I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to have to get a refund here. And he basically... And again, I don't know how much we should trust indie promoters here, but I'm taking him at his word. He said, if I'm not there for the first hour, I'm not going to miss anything crazy. So. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he say that? I don't know. So apparently no big stars in the first hour of that show. Hey, everybody, you can skip the first hour. It's a snooze. (laughs) Apparently it's going to be a pretty long show too. They have a lot of matches announced for that motherfucker. Hell yeah, we got fucking Mance Warner and Nick Gage. Fucking oh, how crazy is that going to be? Oh, this is a brutal looking show, though, dude. Uh, and by brutal, I mean gnarly. Lots of fucking yeah. badass motherfuckers. Are... Isn't that Scott the show? Steiner Scott Steiner versus Swoggle. Swoggle. <laughs> Fuck, I might have to send Alicia home and go with you. It looks like tickets might still be available. Yeah. Please do. Uh, I think they put out a post the other day and was like getting people to feel sorry for them after all of the GCW sellouts. They did like a, a tweet where it was like, um, if people could help us get one of those sellouts like GCW, that'd be really good. Thanks. <laughs> that'd be neato for thanks for serious. Yeah, yeah you might be able to drag me to that. Alicia's, when I told her what, the, what I all had planned, she's like, I don't know if I want to go to any more after that. And then Ooh. all of a sudden I confirmed, then I confirmed, babe, we're going to MSG. <laughs> all right oh that show's gonna be Next. crazy um but the the biggest match that i originally bought a ticket for was otani versus eddie kingston mm-hmm. like fucking japanese wrestling legend shinjiro otani uh on one of my last trips to japan of all of the crazy wrestling and g1 and and all of the ridiculous shit that i saw the single guy that impressed me more than any other wrestler was shinjiro otani on the zero one show that I went to. So I think a lot of people are going to be amazed by this guy. And this dude who was like, he wasn't he like the first ever cruiserweight champion or, or in WCW. 
Who? Otani. The first Cruiserweight champion? Yeah. Fuck, I don't... Or it no, was some it was crazy fucking, bullshit uh, where it was Ryan like the, the WCW... Well, no, Pillman was when it was the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking A. Yeah, so we're, that we're should be insane. Man. I'm really excited. And also, uh, La Familia de Tijuana with Damien Cecis and Bestia Cecis. <laughs> I am so excited. Last year when I saw, when they had uh, the LWO reunion, um, mm-hmm. Damien Cecis was definitely one of the most fun parts of that. Like, dude can still go. I have no idea how old he is. He may be in his late 50s, but he's still a maniac. And they're against the young studs, so I can't wait. By the way, some of these shows' names are so awesome. Murder Mania Night 2. I think that's Casanova Valentine's show. <laughs> Murder Mania. Oh, I didn't know. Is, what's Casanova Valentine doing? For people that He's don't got... know, he does a lot of awesome um, no-ring deathmatch stuff. He pretty much started that craze uh, from his shit that he does in Brooklyn. Also a talented artist. What's he got going on? Yeah, he's an amazing artist. He's actually facing Effie in a death match. Where's this taking place and when? Is it like some weird club, like at 2 a.m. or something? Uh, 10.30. This is also same night as uh, the MLW no, show. that's going. not going to work. Boo. No. Boo. Yeah. But oh. yeah, fucking a <laughs> murder mania with Effie and Casanova Valentine. Like, <laughs> fucking only can happen during WrestleMania weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I think we're going to need to uh, we need to sprint through a little bit here. Uh, no, I'm done. Uh, no more shows to be talked about. We're done. What? That's it? Show's over. Cutting it short. No, oh, no. <laughs> Which one do you want to touch base on, buddy? Uh, WrestleCon USA versus the world. I was quite excited about that show. But isn't the, that all fucked up now? Well, it did, but they announced the, the reshuffled matches. All right, I'm not sure if this is the most recently updated. So we got... Brian Cage and Masato Tanaka. That's I think still that's going still down? in place. Yeah, and I'm so Hell stoked yeah. for that. That'll be fucking brutal. Heck yeah. Uh, the, I can't see these any visas getting in the way of this one. MJF and Ethan Page. That should be both funny and and a good match. Woo. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Puma King again. That should be an awesome and really funny match. Um, okay, here's here's your boys. We got Australian Suicide. Adam Brooks and Robbie Eagles versus the Rascals. What do you think about that match, buddy? Ooh, now that is one of the ones that's going to be changed. <laughs> <laughs> I like yourself, right? Ooh, not happening. Not happening. Not happening. Yeah. So well, who's not making it? All right. So that match has been revised as. <coughs> so what did you say? Repeat, please. Uh, we have the Rascals versus uh, an Australian collective of Australian Suicide. Adam Brooks and Robbie. Oh, yeah. That is the rescheduled match. Okay, cool. Yeah. Never mind. So that should be right. amazing because originally, yeah, there was both, they were mixed up with some stuff with the, the Red Faction match, but now they've been put into this super six man tag, which I'm really stoked for. We're also getting um, LAX against the Hart Foundation, Teddy Hart and Harry Smith. I... Oh, that's a, that's the remix? Yeah, because it's mm. on the show. What I have is Adam Brooks and Robbie Eagles versus the fucking Heart Foundation. Yeah, there you go. So that was the original yeah. one. This is what it's been changed yeah. to. So I think that – I'm so stoked for that. LAX have been great lately, and you know how much I love Teddy Hart and Mad Please tell me this is still Teddy. going down, buddy. David Starr and Daga, because if that match is still going down, that yeah. could possibly be a weekend stealer. Heck yeah. Dude, oh, that'll God, be that great. 
Oh man, how much love? Do you see that promo David Stark cut the other week? I honestly, I I felt maybe maybe a little bit strong, but I think yeah. that could go down as one of the best promos of all time. I had honestly. mixed feelings of it as well because I am a big fan of David Starr and obviously his promo ability. Um, I was a big fan of him presenting, like him actually being proud of his Jewish faith is like something yeah. that I think is really cool and like putting that over hard in pro wrestling has really never been done. Like, I mean, yeah. the closest thing to, like, a really good, positive um, Jewish role model that we've had in wrestling Goldberg. was, like, yeah, Goldberg. And even, like, in WCW, they didn't play that up all that big. No. Awesome segment that you can check out on the Man Show, though, of Bill Goldberg sharing his Jewish faith with Adam Carolla. <laughs> <laughs> good reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so great. Anyway, uh, yeah, I thought it was maybe a bit hard with the burying Sinclair for being like like a, a real backwards like Republican type of thing. I mean I've heard that the ownership has those kind of viewpoints, but it's not like you'd ever see anything like that in the show itself. Unlike, you know, many times when WWE's hammered home that sort of Republican rhetoric. So I don't think that's really that fair. But sure. I don't know. It's it's a good way to get like a different kind of interest into the match, I guess from people mm-hmm. that otherwise wouldn't have been. But I thought the intensity of the promo itself was, was really, really good. And, um, oh, so good. Yeah. So I think, it, and it also, it's just great that like Israel is actually getting international wrestling for like so long. It's like this bullshit of, of companies not going there, um, you know, because of political agendas and stuff. So uh, I think the, the whole thing of, of them getting a, a show with big international names like this is great. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think David Starr and Daga is going to be great. Wrestling. Yay, wrestling. wrestling. All right. Um, next up, then next we got up. RevPro, which is going to be awesome. We can break it down, but there's going to be fucking... They, nothing much has been announced for that. Hey, we've only got like, uh, what's that, like one match that's been announced? I show uh, quite a bit listed here. Ooh, Let me go me. through it if you're not clear. At least quickly. Uh, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi and William Ospreay, young William Ospreay, versus uh, Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, yes. I remember hearing about that. That'll be great. We got our pals, Aussie Open, facing Rapungi 3K. Oh, that's a new one. I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, dude, I just I didn't know about this one, but I just kind of got a wrestle boner. Uh, hopefully this match is still going down. David Starr versus Tomohiro Ishii, dude. Whoa! That'll be great. <laughs> what a sweet contrast of, like, both awesome wrestlers. One more of a yeah. wrestler wrestler, one more of a fucking kill you wrestler. Like, yes. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> uh, we got Rocky Romero versus, uh, I'm going to try it, uh, Ryusuke Taguchi. Ryusuke, I, I'm sure Ryusuke Taguchi. You got it pretty close, Damn it. my friend. Ryusuke. Ryusuke. I Ryusuke. The, the, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like fucking Shinsuke. That, yes. That's you. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then uh, one of my favorite tag teams, CCK, and the version I really like, Jonathan Gresham and Chris Brooks versus mm-hmm. uh, Alex Coffin and Carl Fredericks. And Katsupori Shibata is the special guest. So we're going to see Shibata. Also, oh, they're Shibata's students, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm one of the fucking Shibata students from up here is uh, Clark Connors. He was actually on that Young Lion show, so awesome to see him doing great work. 
What's yeah, they, next? They next? looked good in uh, one of the ROH tours that they did down in Texas that I watched a little while back. So, yeah. Shocking that New Japan Young Lions, good wrestlers. Would you believe it? <laughs> Blown away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do we should we jump through it quick? We had Joey Janela. Uh, we're going to Pancakes and Pile Drivers, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, what have we got um, on Pancakes and Pile Drivers so far? Pancakes. Uh, it's actually, it looks like the majority of it is announced. Uh, Adam Brooksy, Brooks, and Matt Cross. Ooh, uh, singles Ball. match. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, this one's cra- crazy one. Uh, you'll pop in the last guy I mentioned. Follow Ball, Ace Romero, Madman Fulton, Larry D, and Fatu versus Dan and Dan versus all five of those guys. But Dan Moff is also in this match. Dude. Oh, I am a big fan of Dan Moff. For yes. the... <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> yeah, so oh, good. Mad love. Uh, then. A.R. Fox versus J.T. Dunn versus Ace Austin versus Sammy Rivera. I'm actually really excited about that. That should be a high-flying affair. Yeah, it's so um, This is fucking nuts, dude. Ricky Shane Page and Tessa Blanchard? What? Ooh. <laughs> what? What? So it's gonna, are we going to get some color from one Tessa Blanchard, do you think? I think it's just going to be Tessa Blanchard kicking the, the fucking shit out of Ricky Shane Page. <laughs> <laughs> that should be fun. Just like Scott like Steiner that. style, just like completely fucking up his life. That's all I want out yeah. of this match. <laughs> and then we got a, a tag team gauntlet match. Um, Rascals, Lucha Bros, LAX, Aussie Open, best season in the world, and Team Tremendous. Oh, Dan and fucking Bill are reunited for WrestleMania. Ah! Awesome. And uh, OVE. I imagine they're going to be headlining versus the unwanted, which is Shane, Eddie Kingston, and Joe Gacy. So if we, since we might not catch them at the Evolve, at least we can see them on this show. Indeed. And my biggest question, following last year's Pancakes and Pile Drivers, where David Arquette uh, came out and uh, beep, 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 Oh, shit. David Mid-show report. David Arquette watch 2019. Speculation this time. Yeah, but so he came out and did the promo to end the show last time and said next year's Pancakes and Pile Drivers, I'll be wrestling on this show. So that was before his big comeback or any of that stuff happened. So I would be quite disappointed if we did not get an impromptu surprise David Arquette match on that show. Oh, Is gotta, that an unrealistic dude, expectation? Yeah. I gotta get my Mark picture, man. Same. Same. Uh, all right. And then uh, I'm going to be going. Are you going to Supercard? Did you get tickets for that? Oh, yeah, sure did. Of course I did. Oh, good to make sure. All actually, right, so. actually, while we're still on the David Arquette news, I did want to mention, while we're still in the watch segment, yeah. uh, <laughs> he also has a match on another show that I'm sadly not going to be able to make it to due to these terrible clashes on the, the Joey Ryan's penis party. It's going to be David Arquette versus Timothy fucking Thatcher, and I'm not going to be able to be there to see it? I am outraged, sir. It's fucking... Who puts these matches... To... Who booked this shit? Yeah, so I, I'm torn. Like, this show, really, this show's loves, our two loves are David Arquette and GCW and Joey Janela. Yeah. And we're, we're being forced to choose between those two things. This is some bullshit. Oh, and 
maybe quite possibly the main event of the weekend besides WrestleMania. Uh, the ROH and New Japan Super Card of Honor. Oh man, when the card came out for that, did you hear all of these people complaining about this in the lead up to it before it came out? Oh, it's just an ROH show. Oh, where are all these New Japan matches? What's this bullshit with Jay Lethal main event? Rah, rah, rah. They were going crazy. And then the, the full card came out. And this is like the most blockbuster card you could ever hope for. It's crazy, crazy, insane. What do you think? Aubrey's, uh, it's fucking incredible. Like th- these matchups are fucking ridiculous. Uh, let's let's start out. We got Honor Rumble. We don't need to cover everybody in that, but there's a ton of people. Yep. Possibly one of Jushin Liger's last matches. And so. some good surprises, I think, as well. Yep. So it's gonna be fucking incredible. It's Liger. MSG, boo boo. And then uh, next, open weight championship. Never open weight. My close personal friend, Jeff Cobb, taking on young William Ospreay. Uh, winner takes all. ROH title or never open weight. Um, who do you see coming out on top with double belt, double gold? Are we seeing some schmaz where somebody's. My away with hope them? no schmaz would be going on here. I think that match, given the right amount of time, could be the one of the shows that could just be like the full steal, show stealer of the weekend, you know? So, Big Jeff winning that one? Uh, it's tough. ROH has really protected Jeff. Uh, I don't think he's had a single loss yet. Um, and Will Ospreay is not really a factor in ROH anymore so it's really almost yep. like a New Japan guy and, and Osprey has been very protected in New Japan lately too so it's like but a New Japan protected guy versus a Jeff Cobb one so it's hard isn't New, Jeff, Jeff's gotta be a fucking uh, technically a New Japan guy too right? yeah I mean I yeah. think if they put the belt on Jeff and then he like gets booked a bit more solidly like getting more tours with New Japan that'd be a great way to introduce him uh, then we got Dalton Castle and Rush, which uh, should, no, be fun. Real, should be a good fun match. Uh, yep. Women's Championship, uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein. I have real no interest. I mean, I like Iwatani. She works kind of light, so it doesn't look too uh, brutal to me. I don't know. Not my favorite, but you know, whatever. And then we got Hel- Kelly Klein or Iwatani. You think works? Iwatani. Light. She's like a little tiny little thing. She is, but I watched their match on the, the ROH pay-per-view recently, and if anything, it was Iwatani who was, like, laying some shit in and Kelly Klein stuff that looked light. Well, then so, I need to fucking take my shit back and watch it, because, you know, I am I have a new open-minded Jeremy. I like my, it. Uh, my opinion isn't established immediately and always set in stone <laughs> anymore. <laughs> no, I think that match had some promise on the, the ROH pay-per-view gone by. And a lot of the time, you know, once you get a match under your belt to get a bit more familiar with the opponent, uh, I think this one could be even better than that. So I'm cautiously optimistic for this and a, a big fan of, of Iwatani's. So let's see how we go. Hell yeah. And then we got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with Taji Ishimori, oh. Dragon Lee, and Bandito Junior Junior. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> show stealing matches. Right here. Uh, That's going to be I mean, insane. Not, not much you can say, really. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. We don't need gross. to say anything. That's it. Next yeah. match. <laughs> yes. uh, we got the ROH Championship and the IWGP he- Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, both on the line. Gorillas of Destiny, PCO, Brody King. Then we got the Briscoes. Then we got Sonata and Evil. So, oh, man. Um, who? I wanted to, I just, as an aside, like I'm, I'm very excited for this whole match. Like mainly for the Briscoes versus um, PCO and Brody King side of it, but the other teams are cool too. But like 
more than anything, how good is this as a full circle thing? Last year, we saw the whole real PCO rebirth story start with his amazing match with Walter at spring break. And now 12 months later at the big ROH show, he's wrestling in like one of the main featured championship matches at Madison fucking square garden. Like (laughs) sold out Madison square garden. How good is that? That actually, now that you think about it, that is a, and we talked about with him, like when he was on the show, like what is the ultimate goal working for the WWE? He said yes for the most part, but he also would work for anybody and look what he's done working for, Essentially, one of the biggest companies in the country. So yeah, hell yeah, definitely say number two in the U.S. right now. Fuck yeah, brother. Um, and then moving on, uh, Jesus Christy, we got Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship, Zack Saber Jr. and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, <laughs> can't see enough Tanahashi matches. I mean, Zack Saber Jr. is always lights out, so fucking great. Moving on, yep. another incredible, ridiculous fucking. Wow, IWGP Intercontinental Championship. We got Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi. Ibushi. <laughs> Fucking what? They like uh, murdered one another in the first round of the New Japan Cup. So I can only imagine what they're going to do in front of a sold-out Madison Square Garden. That match is going to be bonkers. And like we've even got a couple more matches to go. But this is where I start to get scared of of like pacing this show out and and like. Even if they give it like four, four and a half hours, you're still going to have some stuff that's going to get fucked on time. So we're going to see some of these matches like this one that could like easily, if it was like on a you know proper New Japan show main event, you know one of their big shows in front of like six thousand people, and uh, be given like in you know, twenty five, thirty, thirty five minutes. Whereas now, is it even going to get like twelve minutes? Like it's crazy to think. Yeah, you're you're fucking right, and also. I mean, this card is super long, so mm. traditionally, you know, all these these a lot of title matches, you would think they want a lot of time to breathe, but they might have to cut some down. You're right. And I've heard um, things hopefully... about union laws in uh, Madison Square Garden to where if you go past a certain time, it gets very, very, very expensive. Uh, so they're definitely not going to want it to go longer than they have it slotted to finish. Now, the main event is supposed to be Jay Lethal... So the ROH title is going over the IWGP think, heavyweight title? Or no, no, what? no. I think it's the other way around. They announced okay. um, it's gonna. It's almost like a double main event thing, but the oh, okay, IWGP okay. title is going on after yeah, so the ladder match between... That's some bullshit WWE speak. Yeah. That's some bullshit, man. I don't do that. <laughs> so we got ROH World Championship, Jay Lethal, uh, the best first-generation wrestler in the world, uh, Matt Taven and Marty Skrull. I am pumped but in a ladder I, match. And I think this is going to be Taven finally getting his belt, unfortunately. I love Taven, I but I'd be really... great. To me, I'm a oh, I mean... big fan for a long time, and I feel like if you're going to do it, what better place to do it? I would say k Taven, unfortunately. It's a bummer oh. that see but no yeah i love this uh this taven character and him calling jay lethal a uh, paper champion all this time is pretty mm. fucking awesome and i love Great. that hour draw they had on that um anniversary show pay-per-view one of my favorite matches of the year uh, it was weird there was some like sort of hate for it some people don't like 60 minute draws but i thought it was absolutely fantastic uh so my excitement for that just carries forward into this match so i'm again very lofty expectations hey. Back in my day, we called that one a Broadway. Mm-hmm. 60-minute Broadway, uh, baby. And then we got 
the main event of the evening, Daddy. It's one G White versus Kazutsuka Akala. Um, Jay, I've I'm a big fan of that match. Kind of souring on yeah. Jay White lately. I think that's bullshit because to me, he's just on? gotten better and better. Like a lot of people thought that he got the belt too fast. I guess um, when they they put the IWGP title on him and he won it on um, Tanahashi's first title defense after Wrestle Kingdom. Um, but, you know, they needed to make new guys and they need Jay White to be the top foreigner. So it's like the same as when, you know, AJ was brought in and they put the belt on him right away. And at the time, people were like, how the fuck is New Japan putting the IWGP title on AJ Styles from fucking TNA? Like, this is bullshit. And then, like, literally six months to a year later, people were like, oh, AJ Styles is, like, the best wrestler in the world. So I think it's going to be a similar story here. You know, same when they put the belt with the, you know, Omega and stuff. Like, I'm a big fan of Jay White, and he proves everyone wrong every time out. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, sir. Um, and then what we may or may not go to, well, you're going, you're going to Janela Night 2. I'm not, unfortunately. So let's not talk about that. No, you'll uh, do it. Just just go and some magic will happen and you'll you'll get in. You'll be fine. I'll sneak in. I'm like, Joey, I'll suck <laughs> your dick. I'll suck your dick, Joey. <laughs> the whole spring break, night one and two, there's a lot of mystery to it, right? But yeah, offer, yeah. offer Joey some, some sneaky BJs. I heard he was like willing to listen. Someone was offering him a... Um, uh, Steve Austin cookie jar, and he was oh. like, "How about I swap this for a ticket for Spring Break?" And he was like, "I think I might do that." <laughs> so I got an Anakin Skywalker action figure. Maybe you think you want? Yeah. So just bring some sort of rad present, and then you're in. <laughs> okay, cool. But the other show we're trying to go to, if we can wake our asses up, uh, is Capital Wrestling, uh, where. Not only are Aussie opening, and this is for, on the uh, Sunday. This is midday on the Sunday. Not much other yeah, stuffs dude. on the Sunday. So the only thing preventing us from going to this is whether our bodies are ready for Can't it. Actually, after. do it. Yeah, <laughs> and we really want to because uh, I, we have showered praises upon early ROH much on this show, mm-hmm. but the you. The unification of a team, long storied, is happening. Special K. Comeback uh, story of special fucking K. There was a great video. Deranged, Asriel, and now fucking Slim J. Oh. I've also heard the praises for him from literally almost every. When I mentioned him, every wrestler puts this motherfucker over. So he must be still fucking lights out, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I, this is. I just watched that hype video and was like, all right, <laughs> no matter what, we have to see the rebirth of Special K. And then I was I even... Special K shirt. Oh, yeah. That's that's almost my entire purpose of going. <laughs> <laughs> get a shirt, get the photo with Special K, done. Do some drugs with Special K, then we're out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ray. they're taking on Colby Carino, Jordan Oliver, who I'm not familiar with, but... Holy shit, dude. H.C. Loke. H.C. Loke, <laughs> referee of ECW fame, who became one of, uh, they actually, they're one of the Carnage crew with fucking yep. DeVito uh, in probably the most high-profile feud that Special K had uh, with an, in ROH, Special K versus Carnage crew. He's being reborn in 2019. 
Amazing. Amazing. Should be great. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And then after that, uh, me and Chris are going to make our way over to Hooters, mm-hmm. uh, Madison Square Garden. The original for, Hooters, apparently. Uh, OG. Yeah. For a suplex, uh, a social suplex meetup with all of our friends and all of our other podcast buddies. Yeah, so we invite all of you listeners uh, to, to come on down, you know, if, if you don't want to sit through 18 hours of the bullshit pre-show of WrestleMania and you just want to go there for the start time, then hit up uh, the original Hooters across from Madison Square Garden at 5pm. It'll be Suplex Mania. It'll be a terrific event. There'll be a podcast panel happening where you can listen to us do our dumb thing. Uh, enjoy the dumbness in person. We'd love to see you all. Uh, there'll be all of the other favorite shows from um, from Social Suplex represented. There'll also be free giveaways. There'll be drink specials, uh, buckets of beer, and all sorts of stuff. So I don't know if Hooters still do the dancing anymore. Is that a thing? We're going to have the podcast what? interrupted like every hour for like a dance sequence from the Hooters girls. Do they dance? I never do they dance. They used to. I don't know. I've never actually been to a Hooters. I just know about it from pop culture references. As far as I know, the, the Hooters girls just wore short shorts and tight t-shirts. I was not familiar with the dancing. So um, I, I hate to say it. I think there may be no dancing. I was told by one friend when there was a Hooters in Sydney, I think. Um, he went there and yeah, every either hour or half hour whatever your conversation was was like interrupted when the music would turn on all of the Hooters girls would would uh start dancing so you'd have that. oh man so like yeah i uh don't know if that's going to happen but either way it's going to be a fun time so we'll see you there listeners it'll be a, a good time and then uh possibly off to wrestlemania for those of you that just want to chill out at Hooters and watch it we'll also have it on the big screen as part of wrestlemania uh suplex mania for a WrestleMania watch party. So that should be great. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Oh, what a weekend. And yeah, we didn't even talk about uh, the spring break matches because like, not much has really even been announced, right? It's going to be yep. more of a surprise. Uh, and I just trust in Joey. I have faith in Joey that it's going to be amazing. And uh, I'm going to, you know, penis, Joey Ryan's penis party is going to be going on, but I'm going to not care because we're going to be at spring break. Yeah, and then... Thank goodness our good friend John Kraft decided not to ditch us to go to this <laughs> penis party. Fucking dude. Has he actually agreed? Is that what he's doing? Or is he thinking about it? I think he, that's what he originally was thinking. Also, I realize now that by me calling out uh, Marty the Moth on Twitter while John was hanging out with him and also going to tell him to actually hit me up on Twitter <laughs> to, to do a shirt is probably... It might have been a slap bit awkward. awkward. John. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. You guys are gonna have <laughs> you guys are gonna have heat going into WrestleMania week. <laughs> Woo! Marty the Moth hates me now, Jeremy. What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. I, I thought I was weird. Like, can I give him your phone number? I'm like, what? <laughs> Get my phone number out there, wrestler. Oh man. All right, let's close her up, buddy. Yeah, let's close her up. I want to also plug something else that I'm very excited that I have going on in New York oh, yeah, City yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as part of uh, put on by the awesome dudes at Lapel, yeah, who do awesome shit, uh, is a quasi-bougie-ass pro wrestling art show. Yes, so this uh, wrestling art thing that I, I do that I 
talk up on this show, is now actually going to be in a New York gallery space. I, th- I think it's more like a um, like a vintage store that they're repurposing. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's um, called. I want to make sure I get you guys the the right details here for the the venue here. It is um, deep cover. Deep cover. Uh, you can find this uh, from the magic that is Google. It's taking place from the 4th through the 7th, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. There's also going to be a special pop-up event there on the Saturday night at 6.30. Uh, we will probably be at the Madison Square Garden show, but for the people that can make it there, apparently there's going to be tasty hors d'oeuvres. So that's something to look forward to. But, yeah, I'm definitely so stoked that uh, those guys hit me up and I'm going to have some actual physical art pieces there, wrestling art, uh, a new piece that will actually be the first time it's ever seen uh, by eyeballs other than my own and Courtney's. So you have that to look forward to. And, yeah, it should be a fun time. So everyone get along to that and have a look at, at some fine cultural high art of the wrestling variety. Be a fun time. Fuck yeah. Woo. Uh, so let's just close this up. Let's hit the plugs. So, as uh, always, You can follow me. You can follow Jeremy. Huh? No, sorry. Uh, you can follow me at James Vanderbeek. A. Oh, wait. J. Yeah, J. A. I. M. S. Vanderbeek. And that's both on Instagram and Twitter. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you man. can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter at Chris Things on the Instagram at That's branding, baby. Am I Chris Things on the Twitter as well? I never remember. Yeah, branding, brother. Yeah. Woo. Um, and you can find all the other good shit from Social Suplex at socialsuplex.com. Uh, all the other great shows as part of this wonderful podcast network. You have One Nation Radio. We have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Wilfred Watches, Omega Luke, All Elite Show, Keeping It Strong Style, uh, as well as Grown Men Watch This Shit. And you can follow yeah. us at Grown Men Pod. Thanks, guys. This has been fun. Yes. Yeah. Jeremy and I, when we originally talked the idea of doing this show, it's going to be an uh, inverted commas mini-sode. This mini-sode <laughs> has gone a fucking hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I knew when we started talking about all the shows it was going to happen. Uh, uh, and also, uh, speaking of WrestleMania weekend and everyone over being over there, I am going to be drinking again. So woo! buy me a fucking drink. It's been a while. Heck yeah. If people that have followed Jeremy for a while know that you had a, a multi-month deco- detox there uh, to alleviate the, the gout. That was the, the main thing, right? Yep. Yep. And it was a, a, a good time by the sounds of things, and, and you haven't fallen off the horse. And I think the idea with this alcohol thing is that you can just do it on a special occasion like that, and then you're back yeah. off the horse. You know, it's, it's fine. It's going to yeah. be a good time. I, that's the plan. I don't plan on returning to my everyday drinking habits. I might drink again every once in a while. Who knows? But, yeah, I'm going to definitely indulge pretty hard. Uh, but I'm going to try to pace myself because it's been a while. I don't want to be stupid and miss any of these fucking shows. Uh, I really hope that just the first night you just get totally white girl wasted. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope, that, I hope that you recover fast after it. But I'm just hoping afraid- that you've become like a total lightweight and you drink like one and a half beers and you're just like fucking three seats. What's the word? Yeah, three three sheets to the wind. 
I'm three sheets to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see uh, you out there, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Chris. Thank oh, you, me. Thank you, you. Thank you, Get you. Get